saw. There was a snake movement. It's common here, the black mamba. Okay. In those bushes? You it think? Was, yeah, there. It was just afraid of me. Whoa. Your reactions are quick. <laughs> There's nothing we hit like snakes. Right. Dangerous. So he could be creeping up on us now through those leaves. Yeah. Let's get back out of the path. Africa's the one place no one ever goes for tourism. And if they do go, it's on like a super expensive safari. So I always thought, is there a way where you could go to little communities and just get to live among the local people and just get to see the life through their way? And so I found this network of community tourism sites, all scattered all throughout Uganda. The main one was in this tiny village, Bogodi. It's right north of the Queen Elizabeth National Park, right east of the Ruanzuri National Park and very near, this is my favourite, the Burindi Impenetrable Forest. <laughs> when I heard there was such a place called the Burindi Impenetrable Forest, I thought, I've got to go there. So, I arrive, you know, I mean, you can imagine, for this tiny little village, they have a white person turning up, a big pasty-faced, larval-skinned, tall, beanpole-tall figure arriving with the backpack. And what do they do? They've decided that the two youngest members of the family, Deus and Emmanuel, will bring you around the village. You can just sit. That's, so what is Osivarota? How are you? Oh, how are you? Osivarota. Yeah. Mm. What's the reply? Kurundi. 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 Osivarota. Kurundi. You can meet any person you say Osivarota. Osivarota. Kurundi. And for them, this is the most normal thing. They spend their whole days playing in the village anyway. But they'll decide they'll bring you around the village and it's up to you. You can either ask questions about what, what you see or otherwise they'll tell you whatever is going through their mind at that day. It's a sort of a Ulysses element. It's sort of a stream of consciousness rant from them about the gossip they've heard or the local rumours or just funny stories that they associate with the place. So we're walking along and we see a coffee bush. You look at this that is what they say for brotherhood. Yeah. Brotherhood. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They're still very bitter, are they? Some had this sparks, the two boys, to, to pick off one of the green berries. Then to change the colour into brown. And to tell me that a perfect way of sleeping with your friend's lover... You are best friend. All you need to do is pick a coffee bean, you know, rub it in your own blood, rub it in the friend's blood, and then you can sleep with your friend's wife. You mix that blood, you mix it in the coffee seeds, so you share it. You get the coffee, you, you put chew. in that one's blood. Mm. So, when you do like that, mm. when I visit you and you in your family with your wife, when I visit you, you remove from your bed and leave your wife in, so, and I share your bed with your wife for brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in Kirkogrine, in the Kerry Gweltacht for the summers. And I remember occasionally there would be a visitor to the house and me and my brother would brought just to w wander them around the, the town, down the little cassons, the little, you know, the back lanes of the best blackberry picking field or the woman who had lost two sons in a boating accident. When I was young, mm -hmm. in that side, 
they are used to leave a woman with one arm. Mm-hmm. One arm. And that and that woman with one arm, he used to dig. He would come to you and say, I want some job. If at all you have a job of digging, allow me to dig. And you look at her, you say, how can a person with one arm dig? But if so, you give him a hoe, if you give, if just you give in a her few a minutes. In a few minutes, she'll come back and say, you're finished. You yeah. check, you see, very nice. <laughs> then you pay. <laughs> then you pay more than what you want to pay. If I went around local villages in, in the Dingle Peninsula, there were stories about local people's feet. Oh, he could swim back and forward three times and he'd still have a fine breakfast. And it seems they look at their own yes, village too that way, through these wonderful little anecdotes connected to everybody. There's the one-armed lady. They decide then to tell me about a one-legged cyclist. He was in nightclub, dancing. So in, in that hall, there was a policeman, and the policeman had a girlfriend. So one of the boys was exceeding the policeman's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So the policeman got annoyed. He told the boy to leave the girlfriend. The boy refused. So what the policeman did, he told him, let me come back. So the policeman went to the barracks. He got a gun. Now he came back. So he really shot all the the hole. So in that hole, that man with one with one leg, it's where he got that injury from. He was given the bullet in here, then in the joints. Then so he was the leg was cut off. And the leg cut off. But he's still existing. If that hmm? man can drive a and bicycle. That man, in yeah. case you are given a bicycle, and he's given a bicycle, there it's is no one can defeat him. And this one-legged cyclist will cycle faster than any cyclist. <laughs> he's strategically fit. And he said there was once a case where he, he gave a local woman a lift on his crossbar, and of course he fell off the bike. So it's a one-legged cyclist. He has this big woman with you know, a mama on her crossbar. They fall off the bike. And the woman tries to sue him for damages. Yeah. Here, this place, that place up there, we were told that it's where the witch doctor was. So we used and they it. Think he's still there. And we wish he's still there. And do you believe in magic? No. Magic? No. They're that... powerful. Yeah. Even there is one magic man who came at school. He could just get a bottle of soda. He makes himself very small. Yeah. He passes through it. No. There is a, uh, don't, there was don't, a strong man. Yeah. He came, we were still in primary. I was in primary seven. And the man lied down. He got a banana leaf. We laid it on his back. Yeah. And another one on the forehead. So we were called the strong boys. One of the strong boys was given a panga, a very sharp panga. Which is like a, a machete? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was given that sharp panga and he was told to cut him vertically. No! To slice him in two? Yeah. The boy sliced him in two. And we saw the part going that side, another going that side. That's it. But the man, after some five minutes, the man stood up. Whoa. <laughs> Very. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 
There's a feeling of the, the sort of the number one ladies detective agency set in, in Botswana, and the, the heroism of that particular series was it just showed a normal life, a, a gossipy life of plenty, of some hardship, like every life has hardship. But this is certainly not something. It is not charitable. It is not deserving of our compassion. It is absolutely not hand wringing. No. It's just celebrating their own, their own rich, chaotic world. When you were a man, you have no wife, you have no children, you would move around, you find some people in a family, they had gathered themselves, taking a meal, mm -hmm. you join them, you eat, you move back home and sleep. And you're welcome to go wherever you stop. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you wanted, you would move, find them eating, you join them. Nice. Mm. And is that only within your clan area, within your tribal area, or anywhere? I yeah. think, I think just yeah. here. When it's not your time for supper, mm. children would shout a lot, mm -hmm. would shout others fight. So when that very man who has no wife, he has no children, he hears them shouting, he gets to know that it's not your time for dinner. Mm. When they keep quiet, he would say, hey, they are eating. I should move to them. <laughs> when our food is ready, they are happy, they are celebrating. Now someone comes in to eat. Some people like that. <laughs> Deus and Emmanuel bring me on this full tour around the village and then we go home. And by this stage, their mother and their sisters have this entire dinner laid out for us on a reed mat in the farmyard. And it's the usual things, you know, some chicken, some, some different herbs, different vegetables, different uh, sort of rice and grains. And then this is right on the equator. So actually night falls immediately. You know, within 10 minutes, it's dark. And all the, the, the sounds of the forest rise, you know, about a hundredfold. And then Deus brings out a drum and, and the, the girls gather around and just start singing. Just, and it's just because there is no television, there's no electricity, they're going to be asleep in two hours anyway. But they just, so it just seemed the most natural thing. They just sing for the evening and then go to bed.